Cindy's college money. Mm -hmm. If I do right by Mrs. Krishnan, the circle she runs in, this could be the break we've been waiting for. Can't take more than a couple weeks. That's all I can tell you, honey. Sometimes you can't know what I'm doing. It's better that way. It's always that way. You come highly recommended, Mr. Wells. You're praised for your discretion. Thank you, ma'am. As you know, my husband passed away recently. Yes. My husband was the only one with the combination to the safe. These were my husband's private things. I didn't. I didn't realize. Do you want to tell me what you found, Mrs. Christian? Private Detective Tom Wells is one of the only people who has seen it. It is eight millimeters wide. It runs at 16 frames per second. And he has been hired to discover... All I want is to know that this atrocity is false. I want the proof of it. If what's on it is real. Finding the guys who made this film is going to be very difficult. I need information. I thought you might be able to help. You name the vice, I name the price. I'm going to tell you, there's things that you're going to see that, that you can't unsee. They get in your head and they stay there. Some doors should never be opened. Tom, where are you? You dance with the devil. The devil don't change. The devil changes you. Because once you go through... No going back. No! Nicholas Cage. I'm trying to understand! Whoever you were, just forget about it. I can't. There's no one left to finish this but me. Eight millimeter. A film by Joel Schumacher.
two, one. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. Home of the big old Jaggers. <laughs> so the moves like Jaggers. We're, uh, we're we're three C's deep. What is this thing? That is, I think it's a, oh, it's, pi- a it's some sort of it's some sort of pipe tool. I'll give you a pipe tool. <laughs> what did we watch this week? This Alex? week we we we've, we've extended February an extra day well, out we, of respect. I figured we could just lie and say we recorded this. Oh, okay. Thursday. Too late. Sorry. Yeah, this way to go. Hey guys, welcome to Thursday. <laughs> It's Thursday. definitely February twenty eighth, the last day of February. That's right. So, as a result, based on pressure from some stranger on the internet, we watched eight millimeter. Yeah, Nick Cage. I thought it was eight mile mile. <laughs> oh shit! I asked guys if this was a sequel to Super Eight. It's an OG Nick Cage banger yeah. that refuses to bang. It's it's a banger that does not bang whatsoever. This is the dullest movie about murder pornography you will ever see. It really, truly is. I legit fell asleep. Yeah, it's like it's not shocking. Oh, we'll get into. I it. Fell asleep for like an hour at the end. <laughs> We're still forty five minutes. Well, this, yeah, this movie is is an eternity long. Like it is just <laughs> the, the planet where He Man. Lived. Yeah. Wasn't that a turn? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alright, let's get into what we usually. Oh, Alec's not here. Alec! Lucky him. Yeah, dude. Lucky he dodged him. a fucking bullet. I invited Anthony on the show this week, bullet. who is gay, by the way. <laughs> Anthony is gay. And he was like, I told him what I watched. He's like, nah. He's <laughs> like, nah, I'm good. He should show up. Uh, he, yeah, we gotta get. Go. I would like to get his hot takes on. On eight millimeter. Yes, I would love as, at me as well. Maybe he can write in. We'll yeah. read his email on the air. Yeah, for next week. Send us an instant his message. Email his and his obviously his email address is anthonyisgay.net at biz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very tough. dot gov <laughs> dot gay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what y'all watch this week? Uh, Alec. No. Oh. Gogs. I watched. Uh, since I haven't been on the show, I've watched four four things. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, we'll keep it. We'll keep it tight and keep oh it. Oh my keep science! It. Uh, the first one's easy: Mad Max Fury Road, but the 4K version. I had not seen that yet. I thought we talked about this already. We talked about it on uh, uh, yeah, personal the life. Of the movie would be what's that? Four days. <laughs> 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 Shit, yeah, because he's gay. Mad Sax. Mad Sax. Fury Hog. <laughs> nice. I want to watch that. Nice. Yeah, you watch the 4K version. Dude, so I have the 4K pretty. version. That movie's so good. Yeah, you need to get that 4K it good, TV. I know, I need to so. get a 4K projector. I just spend a mint and buy that. Oh, yeah. There's, they have them, right? They're, yeah, they're not cheap. They're yeah. like probably five or six grand or something. That's Damn. A touch outside of my... Well, you could just get a 4K TV over there. I mean, put it on top of the other one. We can watch them in both. <laughs> oh, shit. Hell, yeah. Simultaneous Ks. <laughs> <laughs> like 19K. <laughs> shit does look good in 4K, though. Um... I re- uh, I'll just touch on this briefly. I rewatched Incredibles two, and I like it a lot more than the first time I watched it. And then moving on, I watched Hunt for the Red October, which I have not watched in like twelve years, fifteen it's, years. I don't think I've seen it since like it came out with like the early nineties. Yeah, I was like, I my ninety. It came out at some point when this movie started. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah nice. Started. Yet. Um, that movie is great. Uh. Sean Connery's amazing in it. Alec Baldwin's great in it. But the, the, I forgot like the, the the killer secondary cast. Like Scott Glenn is tremendous in it. Uh, uh, fucking Tim Curry's in the goddamn thing, and Sam Neill. 
Sam Neill's in that movie? Yeah, he's one of the Russian officers. Like, and I don't remember it at all. It James Earl Jones? You want to come out? 1990. 90? What was that? <laughs> Sleepy, Jesus Christ. It came out in 1990. But that, uh, I, I, I hadn't seen the movie in a long time, so, uh, me and the wife decided to watch it because she just read the book. And I was like, all right, What's I don't read on? books. I'll watch movies. We, we rented it. It's not all on you. anything. Ball and tremendous. Just but, uh, Lucy Renton movies out here. <laughs> but she, uh, but that movie, I, I, when I was remember that movie. $7 to buy. I should have bought it in retrospect, but the math didn't work out initially. But after <laughs> Initially. Um, I wish that the end, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, I know you're listening to this. Uh, at the end of streaming a movie you've just rented, you should have just allowed within the five seconds after it ends to hit a button and pay that differential to purchase the whole thing. Just a thought. You'll make, you'll do okay. I'm sure yeah. he's doing fine. I'm sure he's doing fine. Um, but some movie I watched, it did that. It was like Kong or something. Really? Yeah. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. So, I always thought, when I remember them, I'd seen the movie a long time ago, probably like, I don't know, 91 or whatever, whenever it came out on video, uh, that, Jack Ryan, uh, Al Baldwin's character, got on that sub like almost immediately, and like it was kind of like The Rock, like they're traipsing around the sub the whole time trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Right. A majority of that movie, he is not on the sub. A majority of that movie, he's like on land or he's somewhere else, and he only ends up on the sub in like the third act. And nowadays, Alec Baldwin just looks like he eats subs immediately. <laughs> oh, because he's fat. Also, hot take: his Donald Trump sucks. Okay. That impression is terrible. I'm so tired of people yeah. telling me how good it is. I mean, it's very caricature. It's not good. Okay. It's not good or funny. It's not fun. It's not funny. He made fun of Dear Leader. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. Fair. But anyway, it's terrible. How about Sean Connery's impression of Alec Baldwin? I bet that'd be pretty good. I bet it'd be amazing. Yeah. You don't respect anything because you're a fat Sean pig. Connery is alive. still alive. Yeah. He That's... just retired after LXG. Oh, that's a movie that I'm so amazed that we haven't gotten what around to watching yet on the show. Oh, yeah. What month could that fit into? <laughs> Oopsie Daisy Month? Oopsie <laughs> Daisy <laughs> Month. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What else, guys? Uh, the last thing I watched is a... We got to get to Sean before he falls asleep. <laughs> I watched Await Further Instructions. Oh, you took... We talked in our real yeah. personal life about I, we, this. This is why we shouldn't talk outside the show. I feel like we've are, and that wounds me deeply. Are you sure we didn't talk about this on the show? We last did not. Time? We're, we're we're watching a wrestle. Yeah. You're talking about a TV that like tell, okay. Yeah. So so what happens is this. It's the, on Netflix. It, it's on Netflix. This family. It's it's set around Christmas. Uh, the son, this this quasi estranged son, and his Indian girlfriend show up for Christmas, and they, they haven't been. He hasn't talked to his family in like three years. And they're this kind of weird, stuffy, garbage family. And like this, he's like, "Oh, it's all awkward, blah blah." blah. And his dad, his his dad's a pain in the ass. His mom's like a, a classic kind of like just sort of soft spoken, t- you know, kind of tittering mom of just kind of very mean. Tittering. She's like, eh. she's full of tits. <laughs> his sister's tittering mom. His sister's a piece of like human trash ass. garbage, and <laughs> her, and she's married to some piece of shit like CrossFitter. And his grandpa's an old racist. Okay. And so they're trying to enjoy Christmas, and it's going you do. poorly because all the old racism stuff's coming out because it's like height of terrorism, like blah, blah, blah. There's a terrorist threat happening on TV, so the old racist looks at the Indian girl, and he's like, well, what did you people do? And then they're like, well, fuck it, we're going to dip. So they're trying to peace out Christmas morning at like 5 a.m., 
open the front door, and there's like a fucking weird plate of steel over the door. Rick and Morty style. Right. So now, they're like, alright, well let's go check around the house. The entire house is now encased in metal. Some sort of weird, weird like semi, yeah, it's weird metal. Um, Valish shrug reference. Oh, wow. Now, they can't, their cell phones don't work, the internet doesn't work, right? Now the TV pops on and starts giving them instructions. Right. And the entire movie is about the TV telling the family to do things and the dad trying to take control for once in his life follows those instructions to a T despite the fact that it was like they're terrible instructions. Like sounds awful. So it, like, like a bag of hypodermic needles drops into the chimney uh-huh. and it's like this is an antidote for the airborne whatever. Everybody take this. I'm like they're old dirty needles and like the dude's girlfriend's like a medical student. She's like we should not be doing this. And they all shoot their arms full of this stuff because the dad insists and they hold people down and give them all the dosing. And then Grandpa explodes. And then, like, they're like, don't eat any of your food. It's all poison. So they, Shit, they literally did the Tim and Eric, all the food is poison. <laughs> like, so they, 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 the TV makes them wash themselves with bleach. Yada. Is anyone going to watch this movie? No. Nope. So what it I mean, ends up... watch another movie again. What yeah. ends up I think being... for me. So it goes... Basically, the whole family either murders themselves or gets murdered. And then at the very end, the pregnant sister, who's a piece of garbage... Uh, the TV, uh, it's little, ten- these little metal tendrils come in and kind of melt her corpse away and have a fully formed, what I would say is probably a nine month old baby is sitting in the middle of her now, just like de-fleshurized rib cage. What do you call that when all that stuff's know, like gone? Like shit when you're just putr- down to, putrefied? Like she's just down to bone. It's uh, denuded? I, I'm sure, buddy. Okay. And then Skeleton the, five. And then the TV... The TV... <laughs> the TVs are full of maybe aliens. And they're talking to this baby about trying to get the baby to worship the TV. I this think it's all a big heavy-handed metaphor about shit how we worship... Retarded. Yeah, it's <laughs> like real dumb. Like one of the 90s Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's when it, it is came back. beyond terrible. It sounds I cannot awful. not recommend this movie enough. Anything, and what's that called again? It's called Await Ble- Further Instructions. That's what the TV says. Like, listen, do this... It's like, suck each other off now, wait for the instructions. I'm into or, that. Right. Give and, me that TV channel. And, like, apparently the whole house is, like, so the kid, like, sneaks out, like, his cell phone on a golf club on through a hole. He punches through a wall, and he can see outside through a video for half a second. And maybe the whole house is covered in, like, these tendrils, and it's maybe an alien that's made of metal. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why the alien needed to keep them alive to fuck with them, and where did they get a bag of hypodermic needles? Like, it did, like, it's, why didn't it just, if it, it could just break in and murder them at any time? Yeah. It was an why experiment. Why go through all the, it's right. It's like Texas Chainsaw the next generation. Well, I thought it was like an experiment, but it's. Oh, not. you know, uh, briefly, real quick, uh, something I forgot to mention on our Texas, the ne- Texas Chainsaw Massacre the Next Generation thing. Yes. The box art is completely misleading to what the movie is, because I remember seeing it as a kid renting it. On the cover of the box is like a chick Leatherface in like high heels, like full on re- Leatherface yeah. regalia yeah, right. with the chainsaw, but she's got like high heels and a skirt. That is nowhere in the film at all. Like it's that's so strange to me. But anyway, oh, so yeah. uh, please await instructions. Do not watch anything else. Guys. No, that's it. Sean is rapidly sleeping. Uh, I watched two things two and two I watched things? the rest of the Umbrella Academy, which was really good. Good. I watched Swingers. Uh, for the first time. In how, how did it hold up? 
fine. <laughs> I don't know why. Like it's, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, have, I remember that movie fondly. I enjoy that there movie. There was a lot. time where I watched that movie like once a week. Yeah. When I was a young man, like it's it's a it's a good like it's a guy movie. Yeah. yeah. It's a g- movie for it's guys. Guys like guys <laughs> like Anthony. Uh, it's weird how much like how cult that movie was, but like big bigly cult like yeah. It, like, everybody was wearing those shirts and shit for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, it got really it's out of like bowling shirts. I think it was kind of on the leading edge of that sort of throwback. Would you like, say it was on the leading edge? Yes, of yeah. that sort of trend. Yeah. Of, like, we're going to be, like, zoot suit rioting all over the place. It definitely made uh, Vince Vaughn a star. There's also a, a moment of magical realism in the movie, which is really weird and never addressed. Hmm. So, well, like, his answer machine's talking to him. Oh, yeah. I don't recall that. Also, no way that, like, Heather Graham. real Heather Graham fucks John Favreau. Yeah. Ah. No. He did pull some trim in real life. Ah. Like, John Favreau dated Vanka, Funka Jansen hmm. and, like, some other hot chicks. I said, uh, decent, good rig. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen Cox's hand motion when he said good rig. I also watched uh, The Two Killings of Sam Cooke, which is what a is documentary that? on Netflix about Sam Cooke. Who's one of my favorite with Sam's, cook, Sam's cook. Oh yeah, he was killed twice. Uh, well, no, one's a metaphor. It's like a twice grilled burrito. Remember those <laughs> the twice grilled burrito? <laughs> the two grillings of Sam Cook. Um, First they killed him, then they put barbecue sauce. I on got him really and killed obsessed him with him when I was a kid because this is like a weird story. I'll try to keep it short so I don't pass out in the middle of it. But there's this movie called Cadence with Charlie Sheen. Never heard. It of came it. out when uh, we were like ten or eleven. Where he's like a military prisoner hmm. in like a black prison camp. Weird. Mm-hmm. And they did uh, the Chain Gang Cadence, and like I asked my dad what the song was, and he told me he had a bunch of Sam Cooke records. And I think uh, Change is Gonna Come is like full stop the best American song ever written and uh-huh. performed. Take that. Yeah. Take that. Uh, Bullet Party <laughs> in the USA. <laughs> uh, but no, it's really good. It's too short. Like yeah. it's like an hour and 15 What's minutes. What's that on? It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix Net- original. Netflix. And like I said, I watched all the Umbrella Academy. He's a, yeah, I'll check that out. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's it. That's What'd you all. watch, Dumb Home Dumb? <laughs> I watched, uh, I watched, I'm only going to talk, well, I'll, I'll, uh, two things. I watched two, two things. Two things. I watched uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And what'd you think about it? I wasn't crazy about it. What were, what I don't want to watch shit on it too much because I know Alec loved it. Uh, and I feel bad. His wife's kind of a dime. Who, Alex? No, the, the John Favreau's. I like how that woman is kind of a dime. Like, Jesus Christ, your standards are so fucking weird. Yeah, no, she's, mean, she's she's very, very pretty. She's very... Yeah, she's, she's a total dime. She's 100%. A, she's a, well, I'm saying that the, I mean, he could pull a Heather but Graham. But when you say kind of dime, it's just... Kind of a dime? You're diminishing her dime Her dime-ness. She, she uh, yeah, I watched uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't really like it that much. I thought it was kind of cheesy. But you did think he deserved that Oscar. No, I thought he was awful. Uh, I liked the musical performances in the movie a lot, but I thought the rest of the movie was kind of awful. Okay. And I felt like his performance was more of like a like a caricature it didn't really feel like he was acting it just mm. felt like it didn't feel like a character it felt like a like when uh, jamie fox was doing that impression of ray charles 100 percent. but everybody loved that too so what do mm. i know um, what's that oh no that was the ray lewis oh i kind of watched green book too but i fell asleep so i'm not gonna talk about it take that oscar um 
Remy Malekson talks to play the villain in James Bond, and I'm hoping there's just a scene where it's like, Mr. Bond, I brought you in this plane <laughs> to tell you I'm gay. gay. That's a real scene that happened to Mr. Robot. <laughs> it's so fucking confusing. It's like, what? What does that matter? Uh, I also watched a movie called Lords of Chaos, which I was super excited for, and I hated it. Like, oh, that's got a good name. Completely. Uh, Is it post-apocalyptic cyberpunk? No, it's based it's based on a book uh, about the Norwegian uh, black metal scene from the early '90s, uh, specifically when they were burning churches down, yeah. like hotcakes. Yeah, that's excuse. You've never yeah, heard, you've literally never heard of this. Genuinely, this is not a bit. So the, in Norway, in like the early '90s, when black metal started, yeah, Norwegian black metal, like a bunch of those guys and those bands were burning down, like you know, super old churches all over Norway. Wow, that's pot committed to an ideal. Yeah, well, that's kind of the bit. So, the book Lords of Chaos is a really good book about that whole, like, movement, time time and place, that kind of thing. But the book is like an oral history, if I remember correctly. Like, it's not it's not like a fucking, like, not like a, I don't know, it's not like a straight novel. It's, it's a, when, I re- when I heard they optioned it for a movie, I was like, what the fuck is that movie going to be? how? Right. Right. Um, it's a great book, and you can still buy it. Feral House Publishing puts it out. It's great. Um, but anyway, the movie is about specifically about the band Mayhem, and this like most if if you're even vaguely familiar about methods of mayhem. I wish, mom. If if you're even vaguely familiar with like black metal, most people know the story of Mayhem because they were like the most infamous of those black metal bands. The lead singer, the original lead singer, killed himself. Then. Then burned down the church. Well, no, he killed himself. Then the guitar player came back to their house, found him dead, took a picture of his blown out head and shit, and they put it on an album cover. Wow, that's commitment. And that's like their whole bit. They were supposed like Mayhem was like the most shocking of the black metal bands. They were like the black metal band that fucking like. You know, they they lived it. They weren't right. just an image. They yeah. lived it. There was a Dino band. Velvet of black metal. Yes, the Toki War Tooth so, was. A- so the thing is, is that, uh, and then uh, it's a tragic story because basically the, one of the members of the band is murdering somebody. Then uh, two of the members of the band kill each other. It's like a whole. And again, I guess this is a spoiler for the movie, but like this is you know shit. This is real life shit that most people already know. The problem I had with the movie is tone. Uh, this is directed by the guy that directed uh, another movie I didn't really like, uh, Polar, that we talked about a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Same director. Uh, all the same problems. This guy has no concept of what a tone, for a, like a solid tone for a movie is. So this movie starts out as this, like, hey, look at these goofy black metal idiots that, like, they're just morons. They don't know what they're doing. They, they're, like, committed to a bit, but they're just all liars. It's just all a gimmick, but they're, like, taking it too far. But then it's, like... Hard cut to like literally the the lead singer slicing open both of his arms and like blowing his head off, and you see the whole thing. It's like Gaspar No directed the scene, and it's like you can't do both. You can't give me this like silly movie, and then it's like you see that, and they do it several times. So, like, the one thing is you can have a movie where it's like, okay. Everything's silly and goofy, and then serious shit happens, and then the rest of the movie is serious. This right. movie keeps doing this, like, seesaw thing of, like, goofy, 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 way too serious, then tries to give you, like, this emotional resonance, then goofy. It doesn't, it's just all over the place. And it's, like, it's frustrating because I feel like there's a good movie in here, but it's just, the guy, it's so clumsily directed and just so fucking, 
just all over the place. I mean, the movie starts out with voiceover, and I, when that happened, I was like, uh, here we go. Um, and then the movie, like, the voiceover <laughs> ends. Like, the voiceover is, is throughout, like, maybe the first, like, 10, 15 minutes of the movie. Then it stops completely. Then it fucking picks up at the very end, and it's like, what? What are you doing? And literally the... It's like the Blade Runner theatrical cut. The guy dies... And it's like, they, they show all these people, like, being sad about his death. They show, like, his kid sister that they established in the beginning of the movie. And then it's like, it goes back to his voiceover, and he's like, Why y'all sad? I had a great life. My, li my life ruled. Cue guitar solo. It's like, what is this fucking movie? I, I hated it. And I was like, I was legit looking forward to it, because the story of Mayhem is fascinating. Um, if you want, like, a great overview of that whole period in time there's a netflix documentary it's not an i'm sorry it's on netflix not a netflix documentary called until the light takes us and it's all about that whole black metal scene it's really really good uh watch that stay away from lords of chaos there's a new culkin in the mix rory culkin he's the youngest of the culkins he's like the lead he's pretty good in the movie what's the one from what's the one from here oh here in culkin it's a rory culkin yeah, he's pretty good in it. Uh, I will say that the guy that plays Varg is also pretty good, because Varg is like a total fucking clown in real life, and he's a clown in the movie, which I appreciated. Um, there's also, like, one scene that is legitimately funny, where, like, Varg is trying to, like, uh, he's trying to, to, like, be cool in front of these, like, journalists, and the journalists, he, he starts talking about all this random shit, and he's got, like, Nazi shit all in his apartment, and... He's, like, uh, he's talking about burning down the churches and how, like, you know, he's doing it because, like, they're, you know, Christianity has taken over his native land. And the guy's like, okay, so you're a pagan, but you're also, like, a Nazi, and you're also, like, a nationalist towards, like, Norway. It's like, he's like, those things are incongruent. And he just looks at him and he's like, he doesn't know what to say. It's like, it's pretty good. Like a spinal tap moment. Yeah, but again, go to 11. sandwiched in between, like, brutal murders, and it's like, uh, again, these things really did happen. I get that. It's a murder band. I mean, they really did murder people. I mean, that's not a joke, but I just think that the method in which they went to, to fucking... How is their music? I mean, I like it. It's It's... It's a problem with a lot of, like, low, it, like they had no money, so all that early black metal stuff, is it sounds like it was recorded on a fucking boombox. Actually, they talk about it in the movie, like, uh, Varg, who started a band called Burzum, which is, uh, like, pretty popular, he, he goes to record his first album, and, like, he's in this big recording studio, and he's like, I just want to put one mic in the middle of the room. And the recording engineer's like, well, that's going to sound like shit. And he's like, yeah, that's the point. What? But that's true. I mean, that's what it all... It sounds like it was recorded on one mic, and it's all. But anyway, I, I was really looking forward to this movie, and it really let me down. So Shame. It's available on demand. Uh, it's in selected cities right now, in theaters. But uh, you can rent it on demand. Pass. Or you can find it on uh, your local internet truck. Hello. What do we watch, guys? We watched... Uh, 8mm. Yeah. We watched... Written by the writer of 7. Joel Schumacher's 8mm. I was hoping this movie was about 8 M&M's. <laughs> That'd be the best. Have you all had those coffee nut M&M's? No. They are so good. That sounds del... Dude. Coffee? So, no, it's... Coffee. It's like... No, coffee. Yeah. But it's like... It's a peanut M&M, but it's got like this coffee kind of flavored chocolate. It's so good. Hmm. So good. Highly recommend them. The, 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 the evil genius. would hit. 
Would hit. Try yeah. highly recommend it. Would smash. All right, I had to write this in the dark. So oh, have you had the, co the carrot cake Oreos? Because I saw them at the grocery store the other day. I feel like we've had every Oreo. That sounds totes gross. Have we, I love carrot cake. I like carrot cake, but like in Oreo form? I mean, have they let us down yet? Ah, uh, that mystery flavor that tasted like pine salt or it was whatever. Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. That says a lot down. So one out of like two thousand flavors. <laughs> if you that failed me once, you can just fail me all the time. Trust don't is broken. Get fooled again. <laughs> uh, Screen Gems presents Gormagalorbus. Uh, presents uh, Lionsgate presents eight millimeter. Brought to you by Joey Shoes. Joey Shoes. Yeah, Joel Schumacher. Oh, oh, okay. Looks like Joni Ernst just hired young Coppola to ruin his da her daughter's marriage. Cla All right. <laughs> Joni Ernst. Is like I, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Classic baby age appropriate cock block. <laughs> Lots of PA state name drops going on right now. This is old, dusty, dead pervert <laughs> had a director's cut of Hostel hidden in his vanity safe behind his baller-ass self-portrait. Snuff films are the porno fairy tales of legends that will give you private eye that will give private eyes the cold sweats and the hot mouth. <laughs> uh, Stanley Goodspeed has a manila folder full of generic runaway sketches, question mark? Yeah, what was that? Why did he have that? Now to thumb through some low-res Philadelphia runaways. Uh, my boy's got a sick-ass photo printer microscope, microscope film budget. Hell yeah, dude. He had that, that like portable printer, like photo printer in like, was like 1998. He was like sucking it up off the film and yeah, like it was, sending it. it was and then he's just pinning it to walls that he don't own. Yeah. Those yeah. aren't his walls. Yeah. No. He might as well have had a TV. I was thinking by the end of the movie, right? Like it was about a million dollars, but like they must have paid Nicolas Cage like a four. He's a throwing out sacks of money left and right. across the country. Yeah. Left, right, and center. He stacks have, on stacks. He must have spent two million dollars on this investigation. Went to Believeland, went to fucking Believeland. North Kakalak. Our boy is playing this a touch rigid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say that again. Having a missing daughter must both destroy your credit score and send your ass to Silent Hills, Ohio. <laughs> This sad mama slapped her daughter right in the arm, the loving arms of the machine. Her daughter's dirty book was in the water box of this dirty poop chair to brag about banging a grease monkey all the way to Hollywood. I just realized that a toilet is a poop chair. <laughs> That's pretty good. Baby Redis is mopping up prison jizz. While this sad dark mama is pouring on the sexy vibes to get the keys to that dickless cage. <laughs> Nothing? Good. Uh, I was sorry. Prisages. <laughs> this soundtrack sounds like the Bombay version <laughs> of the Predator 2 score. <laughs> 36 minutes in and we got ourselves some cans. Yeah, that was it. Oh my god, we're only 36. Yeah. Yeah. Old Wacky Bird is hard selling that Duracell pocket puss. <laughs> wacky Bird. Joaquin Phoenix, I guess. Yeah, it's good. Tricky Nick thinks Firebird Tricky can get Nick. him connected to the nasty biz basement and ends up at a Mexican NRA meeting with a VHS black market situation that will go iron over Banicula de Snuff. 
<laughs> what Nick this S&M dealer is offering the same deals that Dangerously Delicious Pies does at the farmer's market. <laughs> oh, not to, forget <laughs> not to derail this, but Alec had one of those Dangerously Delicious oh, Pies so and good. it sucked. Which, what? Well, it was real bad. Which, Which one? one? It was a blueberry or something. No, no all their pies are delicious. No, must don't, don't tell me it was good. <laughs> I was there. And I saw it happen. Oh, well, there we go. I don't believe I'm in denial. The tallest member of Autobahn got the inside track on some machine porn with the machete porn with Philippine stunt doubles. This old nun. That they spent $1,200 on. He just stacks on stacks. (laughs) $1,200 for a VHS tape. This old nun held on to this young girl's clue bag, which sends Caster Troy. To the sleaze district <laughs> to ill with time displaced 70s Gandolfini. <laughs> Nick Cage stumbled onto Adam Sandler filming a scene for Blacked Raw, then punches a security guard into a dried up filth pond. That scene was so fucking pointless. Yeah. Like, what was that even for? Yeah. Nick Cage dropped mad dollars on Spy Tech gear. Remember Spy Tech? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was running around the house fingerprinting, <laughs> fingerprint dusting, and just making a fucking <laughs> This old dusty broad is doing mad forensic accounting while Nick Cage demonstrates how his acting is allergic to payphones. <laughs> Your boy just dropped ten stacks in the paper moon to get Stormy Pete <laughs> to make him a nasty flick with the human beef piston. <laughs> <laughs> then he breaks up with good Charlotte. Aww. Dino Velvet has a wild sex dungeon complete with indoor crossbow range. Which was a crucifix. Yeah, I know. It's important to remember. Oh, snap. This movie just got a Shyamalan-esque twist that will result in an overly penetrated bird boy. <laughs> Time for a classic exposition walk up <laughs> complete with an empty rich people suck ending. Ugh. Oh, I wish that was the ending. No, I know. There's another, like, 45 minutes of the fucking movie. Max California got got, and now we have a classic Mexican pornographer standoff. (laughs) That's probably not the first time the machine has had a hard six inches up his guts. Nice. Take our baby and head to the place we celebrated Arbor Day. Now I have to go (laughs) give my old client a stroke. Lady, you're going to lay this shit on me the night I watched a Norwegian porno king gut my pervert best friend like a fish? Question mark. (laughs) If you want to attend the funeral, you can go and give the eulogy as the proxy murderer. Jimmy Gando packing up his travel porn when he gets Nancy Kerrigan by Nasty Nick. Jimmy Gando. (laughs) Nick and Tony Soprano take a trip down murder memory lane. Then Orson Welles becomes what he loathes the most, a murder boner guy with permission. (laughs) Oh yeah, give me permission. Fake cop Nick Cage whipping around New York violating HIPAA left and right. (laughs) Mama Machine just got on the Jesus bus to blow her pension at Atlantic City, so Tricky Nick slides into the man cave to break up an Aphex Twin vinyl party. (laughs) I was asleep or whatever this was. Oh, that was great. You missed the best part. (laughs) It's a good day for a graveyard fight. I am what I am, and that's all that I am. I'm Georgie, the perfectly adjusted murder pervert man. Yeah. 
And That's let's it. leaf rake ourselves a note and we're done. Yeah. What a fucking waste of time. How many different times do I have to make the plot point that it's like, I did it just because I could? I don't know. And then Nick The whole Cage, thing's about doing it because you could. And then Nick Cage, like, he keeps going, like... Like, when he finds out that, like, the whole plot, and then he has to, like, track down... Which seems like a different movie. Like, it's weird. He has to track down all the people responsible. He keeps... Like, people... Like, Gandolfini's like, you want to know? You want to know? And it's like, no, we already know. This movie's, like, near automata, where, like, it feels like it plays through nine times and ends <laughs> 13 different times. Yeah. The movie has a, a definite ending, and then it just keeps going. Like, the whole mystery is it's revealed. Like, it's like a gif. Like, it's like the same shit happens over and over and over and over for seven hours. Yeah. It's all why and because. Like, that's the whole movie. Yeah. I still don't understand. Like, so, the, the old lady goes through... Old old rich man she shit. She gets a safe cracker to blow up her husband, to violate her husband's privacy. Yes. And find some stocks, some bonds, and then an 8mm snuff film. But the lawyer was in on the snuff film. You're telling me the lawyer couldn't have just fucking been like, hey, what's over there? Just threw some keys? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it seems like incredibly, yeah, like, a bit convoluted. Like, him being involved is doesn't make any sense. Like, no, really, like, just, let's introduce this fucking wild agent into this whole situation. Right, like, why is he involved at all? I hired you because I thought you were stupid. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, just don't hire anybody. Just pretend like you hired somebody. Right, or just hire a buddy this bitch and fake is it. Two million years old. Yeah. Yeah. Just, that's what I'm saying. Just, like, jump out of a closet when she walks by, problem solved. Yeah. Right, or just be like, or all, all you had to do is say, your husband paid to watch a young lady get murdered on film, and then she would have just done herself. It would have been the yeah. same. She would have done. It would have literally been the same resolution. And the cops don't know he's involved, so what? She's going to call the cops and what? Report her dead husband? Yeah. And that she's like his got, stakes are quite low. She's got right. no proof that the lawyer would have been involved in anything. And then he ends up getting in that, like... He has to run into, like, a pornography savant just to figure anything out. Like, the chances of anybody finding out how this movie was made... Yeah. Or, like... Well, let's just talk about that. Every fucking... Every... Every single, like, plot point is, like, the most convenient thing ever. You know how we always talk about, like, well, that was convenient. Like, yeah. Like, the example I always love to use is that in the fucking Abrams Star Trek movie... Like they drop, they drop fucking uh, Kirk, Kirk off yeah. in that ice planet, and it just happens to be the planet that that Spock lives yeah. on. It's like eh, okay, but like I mean, obviously, it happens in a lot of movies. And that Scotty, we, uh, and Scotty, yeah. yeah. But it just happens a lot in movies yeah. that we watch. This movie, every single thing, like Nick Cage goes to the dead girl's mom's house, and he's just like taking his shit, and then like decides to look in the toilet tank, and there's. Well, I think he's that, that's him demonstrating his years of yeah. owning his. Crap. You think. I don't yeah, know, but that's the most what like what's going on with her house. It's like the house in Fight Club. It's a nightmare. Yeah, well, everything's lit like Fight Club. It's like it, everything's trying to be like seven. And then she starts tarting it up, like when he comes back for like a spaghetti dinner. Yeah, yeah like you want some Cuddy Sark and some puss. Yeah, <laughs> it's something else. Um, Everybody's really bad in this movie, except for Peter Stormare, who yeah. is Peter Stormare. Joaquin Phoenix isn't bad. Not mm, he's pretty bad. <laughs> But Nicholas Cage is like awful. Nicholas Cage gives the weirdest line reading. But not even like Nicholas Cage weird. No. It's like Well, I, I said it during the movie. It felt like a Yorgo Lanthimos yeah. movie. Like everybody had this weird stifled delivery. So stiff. 
And like when he's on the Hello, phone, it is me, your husband. Hello, husband, I am your wife, Carrie Ann Moss. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Catherine, Catherine Keener. Catherine Keener yeah. Tell the baby, it is me, her father, who loves her. <laughs> Hello, I'm baby. Wow. <laughs> <Wah. laughs> Yeah, it was so fucking strange. So I thought the one part that was really weird was the whole, like, how quickly they all betrayed themselves over this money that this guy could be lying about. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, in no position to be telling the truth about this. He's he's about to die. He's clearly trying to sow deceit. Yeah. And that you're willing to take an E-14 to this lawyer over a million dollars that maybe you didn't know about. Yeah. And, like... That, why like, would they, I know they made a snuff film, but these guys are very quick to commit murder, like large scale murder. Yeah, they are just pornographers. Yeah, well, they're snuffographers. Well, it seems like they've only done this once. I thought. Well, the machines seem to think that the the way the machines spoke, it sounded like he's done a few folk. Yeah, I don't know. The machine. The machine. I, this movie has. This movie is so boring. It's dull. This movie, like... Like, how do you have a movie about hardcore murder pornography and make it just... Because it takes dull. two hours before you even, like, get into the meat of and what's also, going on. And also, like, not that, like, I'm, I'm, you know, it's not visually shocking at all. Like, no. the whole movie is people, like, reacting to shit... And they're doing this thing where they put their hands over their face. Oh, yeah, it looks God. like they're doing that, like, when they take you in the room, like, oh, it smells like lilacs, and they yeah. take oh, a blindfold off, and just garbage everywhere. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, Everybody's got their hands over their faces all the time, it, which yeah. is something that no one does No in one does life. that. And, and, but, like, you don't... I mean, I, I feel like if you want to make this movie, like, grim and gritty and scary, you got to show, like, obviously you don't have to show, like, everything, but you got to make it more uncomfortable to watch. Like, like, like Videodrome. Like, yeah. that does a good example. Like, when he fucking sees that... Well, you've seen it, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, when he comes across Videodrome, he's like, what the hell is this? And you see what he's looking yeah. at. And it's like... it's the Cronenberg the, doesn't just turn the camera to Woods and just look at his reaction all the time. You actually see what yeah. he's seeing. And it's fucked up. And it's, you know, it's not necessarily the most, like, disturbing thing ever, but it's still fucking weird and right. un- makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But this movie needed a, you know, Cronenberg's version of this movie would probably be awesome. I yeah. mean, Videodrome is kind of this movie. Like, everybody's, like, it's hard to get attached to anybody because you never meet, like, you just, the girl, obviously, you don't meet because she's dead. Yeah. And, like, everybody's so stiff and weird. Like, I don't care if the machine kills uh Oh, Catherine Keener, like, she's literally just there as, like, ba- like as like a as a plot device. You could yeah. tell the entire time. Their relationship isn't just oh, going be- now. Yeah. Are you smoking again? Yeah. No. As he blazes it in yeah. the room before he huffs Gleed. Yeah, I mean, this movie is so boring. Also, like, Joaquin Phoenix is in it, and he just plays, like, a guy that works at a porno store, but he's also, like, connected to, like, the porno underground, which yeah. I feel is... But he's better than the porno store, because he's reading Truman Capote. Oh, I forgot about that. Like... Oh, God, so he's... Behind the counter at a porno store, and he's reading like this fucking like smut book. Porno he's, novel. He's subverting those your are expectations. Real. Yeah. That's a real thing. Those porno yeah, novels. Yeah, people are banging dinosaurs. It's fucking weird. No, no. There's like you're thinking of like the fun like Chuck Tingle, all that weird yeah. shit you see in Amazon. No, you go to like I don't know if it's still a thing, but like there used to be a porn. They're still there, but I think it's like they classed it up. There used to be that creepy oh, got some columns. next to next to the bowling alley. Yeah. Well, now it's called, now it's called like Lovecraft. I think it actually got. It's just all it's all cosmic horror. Now porn. It's, Lovecraft <laughs> is like a uh, they're like a chain. chain. They're all over the place. Um, but anyway, I think they classed it up. But it used to be 
kind of shady, like back in the VHS days. Oh, yeah. But they had a book section. Great. That's like weird paperbacks and shit. And I was talking to uh, a guy, and they're like, they're telling me that like the books don't have regulations. Yeah. So there's all kinds of weird shit in those books. Because you, you can, story. You you write, can write about you anything. I was like, oh, that's disgusting. But yeah, he's reading like some porno novel, and then he's like... Uh, Nick Cage notices that he's like highlighting shit, and then he's like he's doing the thing that the like the, the fucking like opposite. He's flipping of, it around. Yeah, he's got he's reading Capote. Like yeah. anyone in that porn store gives a fuck what the guy's no reading. No one's trying to make eye contact. They're trying to jack. Everyone off. that goes into porno stores. And in Cold Blood is hardly like a remembrance of things past. It's also sort of a trashy book. Yeah, I've never read it, but I've seen I've seen a movie. Yeah, I've seen. Well, no, I'm Capote. sorry. I've seen Capote. There is an yeah. In Cold Blood movie, isn't yeah. there? I've never uh, seen okay. that. I've seen. I've seen the blood. Philip Seymour Hoffman Capote movie, which is excellent. Yeah. I've seen Red Dragon starring film with Philip Seymour Hoffman, which is not good. Not that great. No. Plays the Stephen Lang part to a very different physical act. That is right. I forgot he's the same character. Yeah. And you've seen Manhunter? No. Oh, I'll let you borrow that. That's really good. That's Red Dragon. Hot no. take: Manhunter is the best Silence of the Lambs movie. Uh. I don't know. Silence OG Silence of the Lambs is real good. OG Silence of the Lambs are real good. I just is. I just like rewatched it a few weeks ago. It's it very is. good. I like Manhunter a yeah. lot. Um, but anyway, I, I there's just there's not a whole lot else to talk about. Where he flips movie. through the oh please thing that just says kids. Oh yeah. So okay. They go to this, this the porno swap meet. They go to these like underground porno swap meets, and the whole time I'm like, well, all this shit would just be like child porn, right? Yeah. Like that's all under. I imagine that's the only underground porn <laughs> in existence. But if you even mention snuff, everybody freaks out. They pull on gats. Yeah, yeah. He, he instead of just being like, nah, he almost got clapped. Yeah, he asked some Spanish guy, and it's funny. The movie decides. I don't know why this cracks me up so much, but like. The, the first, like, underground porno place they go to, this porno it's comic like book convention. is like a Smiley's house from Training Day. Yeah. yeah. But and with, it, like, a chicken coop in the basement yeah. or something. Well, that's how you know they're Spanish. Yeah. So, it's like a, it's, so, but they're, they're just speaking Spanish, but in the subtitles it says, Speaking foreign language. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're speaking, like speaking fucking Aramaic. Aramaic. That's the one I was going to use. <laughs> Dead tongue. It's like, uh... Can you handle the language? Uh, Pelicula de snuff. He pulls a he pulls a fucking gun. Pelicula de snuff. Uh, <laughs> motherfucker speaks English. Yeah, like he knows pelicula. He probably knows movie. Yeah, I would think. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say most Spanish people would know the word movie. You're underground in this guy's fucking like den of iniquity. <laughs> It's filled with like raggedy hookers. God knows what drugs. Lawnmower fights. Just like right. And it's like, do you? Have very quietly, do you have any snuff movies? And the guy like almost shoots him. Yeah, and this is how everybody reacts. I also snuff, love snuff. Not there's translate. I, I'm probably not. What not everything mean? translates. What's murder? What's murder? Muerto? No, that's just dead. Uh, Matar is to kill. There you go. So, and then what's jack off? Uh, uh, Baja, like a Paha, like so. Baja Matar, not Baja, like Paha with a P. Paha Matar, yeah. Paha Fresh Jack Off Murder. <laughs> Do you have a Benicula Day Jack Off Murder? <laughs> but like the the overreaction shit in this movie is just fucking it's bizarre. So funny because they're all in the, like that pervert dimension from the Crow Two. Yes, yes, they are. But what's funny is this movie's from '99. Yeah, it wanted to be seven from '95. 
And now seven ninety five. Yeah. Oh wow. And now that we're in twenty nineteen, nothing in this movie is shocking. I don't think anything is shocking back but then. But even if it was then, it's certainly not now. No, but like that's the problem with the movie, right? I thought I just Google people get murdered left, right, and center. There's, like, ah, there's right. nothing shocking in this movie whatsoever. Were the Faces of Death movies back in the day were those considered snuff films? I mean, they're not. There's don't nothing. They, isn't there something snuff, to be snuff, specifically a snuff film would be has sex involved? Does it? Yes. Oh. So like it's like a porno that you kill somebody in. Oh. That's generally what it is. Or that's what I was always told. That's what you were raised on. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen the There's a movie called Snuff that's pretty terrible. No. Like an old horror movie. It's not very good. No, Hardcore with George C. Scott is good. I think that's a good movie. Yeah. I think I've seen that movie. Uh, yeah, anything else, guys? I mean, this movie really blows. I mean, it's just so... It, like, it's so... Okay, no. I Let's get into Five Knuckle Shuffles. Sean. Uh, three. Whew, higher than I thought. Um, yeah. I mean, Pierce Stormare's fun. There's two tits in it. There are. It's just um, two points. Yeah, so you can guess where my score's gonna be. It's <laughs> just like... I don't know, man. It's just... That three seems high. It's just like a nothing... It's so long. It's so boring. And it ends several times. Yeah. And the ending is so unfulfilling. It's like, can't stupid. they just kill everybody in the same spot and end the fucking movie? We gotta go, like, crisscrossing around. What is the point of him tracking down everybody after that initial scene? It's so dumb. Revenge. So everyone can go, I did it for the money. I did it because I could. Every, did they it for say, the nookie. They say that like nine times. Yeah, it's we like, get it, movie. Yeah. Ugh, all right, it was three. It was worse than I remembered. Yeah, it's t- it was. I was like, so I was upstairs with Goggs. Like, what if we like this? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. We haven't seen it in so long. I mean, I thought it could have been an ultraviolet situation. Yeah. That's what I was hoping for. Obviously, it has got a strong cast. They would just act. Yeah, <laughs> what this are is they doing? this is definitely this is the worst phone call acting in a movie this ever. Is, this is definitely Nick Cage just saying that. Hi, Miss Christian. Here's the current details of the plot in case anyone's fallen asleep. I've done the, the following. Scene where fucking Dr. Chilton walks Nicolas Cage and explains the whole like reason detra of the movie to him is the worst. Yeah, oh, it's, it's horrendous. So it's a classic uh, walk and talk, what'd you say? <laughs> oh, uh, the exposition walk em up? Yeah, walk em up, that's it. Alright, so three. Gobbles. Two. Mm. Guess why? Two, Two tits. Dude, this movie's terrible. Yeah. This movie's like, but it's like, it's so, it's so boring. It's, it's, it, it evokes no emotion. I hate it. I hate everything about it. And I want, like, Peter Stormare is my favorite part of the whole yeah. thing. Because he's like doing something. He's just being Peter Stormare. Yeah, he's doing, yeah, he's I, fun. I, I could do that all day, but like. His name is great, too. Nick Cage doesn't even get like wacky Nick Cage on No, like, he's it's like, like a very reserved Nick Cage. It's like Xanax, like Nick Cage. Like. Like, uh, it's just, uh, I can't wait to watch the sequel, because I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's a sequel, we found out today on Amazon, there's like, a sequel. Like, is it like his child, like, is it Nick Cage's kid, Cindy, grows up to solve her, fa- her father's Ooh, snuff murder oh, movie? Oh, and we almost watched, uh, so I guess certain movies now you can rent on Amazon with ads, and it's free, it's some IMDB thing. Yeah, it was like IMDB. But we, and we almost did that, but the fr- like, I guess it shows on the little timeline how many times there's going to be ads. It looked like there was like 50 ads, and yeah. each one was a minute long. I was like, Jesus Christ. Now, this movie's already a fucking We would still epoch. be watching it right this now. This movie feels so long. It's just yeah. ponderous, This is one of those, man. like, Pixels movies where it just ponderous. feels so goddamn long. It's really not that long. I think it's only like two hours long. 
But it felt two hours okay, and three so minutes. The movie originally was called The Velvet Side of Hell. When Sony picked up the rights to distribute it, it was retitled 8mm 2, although they have nothing to do with one another. Aww. It's like American Psycho 2, uh, American Girl, yeah. or whatever. Thank God. Teagles. Uh, it is a two for me, dog, and I'm using the Gogs metric. It's getting two for two tits. <laughs> oh, there's a hog, too, though. You, you, don't, you only see it for like half a second. It's kind of a danger. Yeah, in literally the most pointless scene in the whole movie. A whisper of a dong. Nick Cage goes to <laughs> James Gandolfini's house to see that he's shooting... He goes to James Gandolfini's, like, porno greenhouse. He's just shooting a porno. He's not doing anything wrong. They're two adults. And it's not, like, violent or anything. It's just, no. like, a normal porno. And then he assaults some guard, and then that scene just ends. It's like, what? Why? What was that about? Yeah, he gains nothing from that. No, you could have totally cut that out. It yeah. does nothing. I want to know how James get. I want to know how Nick Cage's little phone thing works when his little his little oh it, it, radio uh, jammer figures out the dial tone. No, not that one. Oh, okay. The the radio bit where he was listening to the phone call mm-hmm. appeared to be only on the talky part of the phone, not the listening part of the phone. But he was hearing both sides yeah, of that maybe call. Maybe it just picks up really well. I have no idea. Um, the like one of the stupidest parts in this whole movie that's incredibly stupid is when Nick Cage. Like, calls the victim's mother and is like, Give me permission to kill them. Tell me you loved her. It was like, yeah. What is this? Like, it's like, I guess it's I like, it's noon no. in LA. No, you didn't. I wouldn't it's say you. Midnight in Cleveland. Can, uh, hate to wake you up. Your daughter's been mur- brutally murdered and buried in the woods. So, can I kill the guys who did it? Please say yes. Yeah, what? A lot of this movie takes place in the daytime, which seems odd. Yeah. Or the day-night time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really bad. Fucking and, Nick Cage ripping wheel and, on a fucking... And like usual, it's... Crown Vic. Yeah, and, and like, he's just a guy. Like, he's like tearing through, like, no one... There's like a Dutch angle for There's no, no cops in this movie. There's yeah. that bit where he's walking in the warehouse and he's just fading through steps periodically. Oh, yeah, there's like a weird dissolve. This is directed so terribly. Oh, we didn't talk about the weird-ass score. This whole the fucking score is all over the board. It's unbelievably it's chanting. Bad. It's like techno. It's, it's like awful. Bollywood. It, it seems like, like Sean it trying to make it like shorthand for like exotic or something, but like it doesn't really work. It doesn't work. Sean said it during the movie, but it felt like they had a different score that they couldn't afford at the end, and yeah. they're just like, it was Fuck all it, trademark just, music. Just put whatever you yeah. can in there. But yeah, this movie is awful. Fucking awful. Yeah, what can we get off SoundCloud? Just fucking slap that shit on there. Uh, alright. So, that's it. So, 8mm. Yeah. February is over. Now that it's Friday, March 1st. Right. Next we, week. The clock struck midnight. Next week, it's WWE Easter. Oof, let the games begin. Gogs found some movie with Seth Rollins in and it. And Wesley Snipes. And there's a movie with Mark Henry that's like a horror movie that I'm looking forward to. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, we have some certified bangers. I think Alec actually gets first pick, though, next week. First so. pick on the draft. Yeah. All right, so yeah, go uh, the, the inept supervillains. They just put up a new show. And uh, movie the podcast just put up a new show. We're, you're listening to it. No! <laughs> yeah! yeah. Subversive uh, boy. Consensual bed. Lube up boys. You know, Make sure yeah. they're above age. Don't ask for benignity stuff. <laughs> yeah. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Dios mio. Uh, bye, everybody. Bye. Good night, friends.